This is Nick Redding, and you're listening to PreserveCast, a podcast with a worldwide listenership that explores the broad world of preservation from every angle, from drones to mudlarking and everything in between. Now, let's get preserving. The group I lead at Virginia Tech is called the Crowd Intelligence Lab. And basically, we're looking at all different applications of combining human intelligence with artificial intelligence, such as face recognition. Besides uh, historic preservation, we're also looking at domains like preventing misinformation on the internet. And Is that of any value right now? <laughs> I hear that might be relevant. <laughs> Today, we're super excited. I am personally excited to be interviewing Dr. Kurt Luther uh, of Virginia Tech. Um, and we're going to be talking all about his work on the Civil War Photo Sleuth Project. But before we get there, um, I'd love to talk to you about your background, Kurt. So where did you get your start? When did you develop a passion for Civil War history? And, and I guess especially like photo history. Where does that all come from? Yeah, for sure. Well, I kind of grew up in a family of history lovers. Um, my parents were, uh, are both very interested in history, uh, including the Civil War. Um, they love antique collecting and stuff like that. So I kind of grew up in that setting. Uh, we made lots of trips to historic sites and, and battlefields. I grew up in the Pittsburgh area, so we made trips to Gettysburg and other uh, battlefields in the area. And I just got a pretty good upbringing in, in Civil War history. Uh, and I carried that with me through, um, through school and, and college and so on. Uh, and then it kind of got another spark a few years ago uh, in, in around, um, let's see, in 2013, I made a trip to the Heinz History Center in Pittsburgh with my family. And an amazing coincidence um, they had a Civil War in Pennsylvania exhibit, 150th anniversary. That's why we were going. But an amazing coincidence, one of the items on exhibit was a, a photograph album of soldiers in a particular company of Pennsylvania infantry uh, that one of my Civil War ancestors was in. And I got really excited and I thought, oh, wow, what are the odds? Maybe there's a photo of my ancestor in there. And uh, the museum staff was kind enough to, to let us open it up and take a look. And sure enough, I was looking at a photo of my own Civil War ancestor, the first photo I'd ever seen of him or anybody uh, of that generation in my family. And it was really exciting. Um, and that kind of kindled my own interest in Civil War photography. After that, I started uh, exploring it and uh, learning as much as I could. And one of the most exciting things I learned was that uh, you can identify these photographs when they don't have names attached to them. There's amazing detective work that you can do. Uh, so I tried to learn as much as I could about this identification process, you know, uniform clues and Civil War photography techniques and all this stuff. And increasingly trying to help other people do this sort of thing. So uh, I was finding people online and online communities that do Civil War photography, uh, collecting and research and, and trying to help them out. Uh, and as I got more familiar with this, uh, I got an opportunity to uh, write a column on Civil War photo sleuthing, as I call it, for Military Images magazine. And I've been writing that column since, uh, since 2014. And and we write about a lot of different things, but uh, I, I write about different investigations that I've conducted. Uh, and I also write about the Civil War photo sleuthing community. And of course, I write about the, the software that I've been working on. Yeah, so I definitely want to get into that and talk about the software and photo sleuthing and, and, and how this project is funded and all that kind of cool stuff. But, um, you know, you touched on a little bit with Civil War photography, but 
before we get into those details of the project, maybe we can talk about Civil War photography a little bit broadly. Yeah. How widespread was it? How accessible was it? Do we have any idea of how many photographs were actually taken? I mean, what's the universe of Civil War photography out there? I think it might surprise some people. I, I feel like I have a slight understanding of this. Uh, listeners know that I, I worked for what was then the Civil War Trust, now the American Battlefield Trust uh, for five, six years. So I, I know a little bit about this and obviously have, have worked with Gary Edelman, who is um, very into all of this. But I'm just curious, um, you know, maybe you can kind of give listeners sort of a foray into just how big this was. Absolutely. So just like you said, Nick, this was everywhere. Photography around the time of the Civil War was about 20 years old. So it wasn't a brand new technology, but what was different was that it was just becoming cheap enough that pretty much anybody could afford to get their photo taken. And you also start to see some new formats emerging around this time that make photos more accessible. Um, you see the tintype and the carte de visite, which is a, a paper photograph coming out. And these are more durable. Um, you can put them in your pocket. Uh, you can mail them uh, and they'll survive that process. They're lightweight. And, and all these things come together to make the make photography really explode in popularity. And then, of course, the Civil War breaks out and all of a sudden everybody wants photographs. People who are soldiers who are going off to war, they want to bring photos of their loved ones with them. Folks left uh, behind on the home front, they want photos of their loved ones who are going off to war. And it's not just collecting uh, photos of your immediate family. People, they wanted photos of celebrities. They wanted photos of friends. They wanted photos of their commanding generals and Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis and all these people. They really were, uh, I'll use the words of Ron Coddington, the Civil War photo historian, they really were the social media of the 1860s, uh, quite literally. And, and the other quote that I love about photos from this period is uh, from Oliver, Oliver Wendell Holmes. He says, they were the social currency, they were the sentimental greenbacks of civilization. And you know, we still value, and maybe just as much or more so, photographs today. But I think it's amazing that 150 years ago, people were still, even then, they, they were really excited about this. They did everything they could to get their hands on, on photographs. Now, as for how many photos there were, it's hard to say for sure. A lot of photo historians think that just about every Civil War soldier, at least in the North, got their photo taken at some point. Uh, in the South, it was, it was harder, of course, with the blockade. Uh, Southern photographers, there are fewer of them to begin with, but they're not getting access to the supplies and the chemicals that they need to really produce lots of photographs uh, in the South, especially as, as the war progresses. You get a good number early on, but that, that starts to dwindle pretty quickly. Ron Coddington estimates that there's somewhere around 40 million photos that were taken just of Union soldiers, which is kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> and if you imagine that just 10% of those actually survive today, uh, hopefully more, but if even just 10% of those survive today, that's 4 million photographs just of Union soldiers that are out there in museum collections and people's attics and shoe boxes in their in their basements and you know all over the place and it, i would love to know who every one of those photos is but unfortunately most of them aren't identified you know nobody really bothered at the time for the most part to put the names to write the names on the back of these photographs they knew who they were their family members knew who they were bob zeller with the center for civil war photography he estimates that there's maybe only 10 or 20 percent of these photos that are actually identified today 
so that creates a pretty interesting challenge uh, for us Civil War photo sleuths today trying to figure out who these photos are. Speaking of the folks today trying to figure this out, and I think this is a good place for us to kind of pivot over to what you're actually working on in the software and all that kind of cool stuff. But I, I don't know if, if we really got into uh, what it is your actual academic background is in, because I think the way you, it says in your bi- biography is that you were by courtesy a, a member of the history department, which I'm sure that that has uh, some specific meaning in academia that I'm not completely familiar with, but it sounds very formal. Um, but what what exactly are you uh, when it comes to <laughs> academia? <laughs> I wish I knew. Yeah, well, you know, in addition to my kind of personal interests in, in Civil War history, meanwhile, I was you know, pursuing my career as a computer scientist. And, and today I'm, a, I'm an associate professor of computer science at Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area, and as you mentioned, also have a, a faculty affiliation with our history department. My area of research is uh, called human-computer interaction, so we're looking at how people actually use technology, and more specifically, my work looks at crowdsourcing. So how do we use the internet to allow lots of different people around the world to connect online and do cool things together. And for me, a lot of the times those cool things involve history. So historic preservation, history education, historical scholarship, how can crowdsourcing support these kinds of things. And that has taken me uh, to a few different Civil War history projects. But one of these uh, is the Civil War Photo Sleuth Project, where I'm kind of bringing together my research expertise in crowdsourcing and human-computer interaction with my personal passion for for history and uh, that's one of the things that makes it such a fun project to work on yeah it's it's interesting so when preservecast launched we we were very focused at least for the first season just on the interaction between technology and preservation and where all of that is headed and and this is like a a perfect return to that for a moment um and it's so interesting because it really is sort of like the next step for historians, and I'm sure that this scares some historians that are listening, it's like, oh, I have to be a computer scientist in order to be a historian. And I think the answer probably in the next hundred years is, yes, you do. Um, because there's not as going to be as many, um, you know, long three-page long, um, you know, letters written between people, but there's going to be a hell of a lot of digital resources to mine, and we have to figure out how to do that. So it's almost like, um, you know, instead of having, a, you know, if you have get your PhD in history, you have to be fluent in another language. Um, maybe now that language uh, could be some type of computer science language, or it should be. Um, so anyway, um, so this is a good place for us to kind of pivot here and, and talk about Civil War photo sleuths. So we've kind of been moving around it. Um, but what exactly is it? And maybe the, the best way to kind of lay this out is take us step by step through a photo and what this program has the capacity and the potential to do and, and what it can accomplish. Absolutely, sure. So Civil War Photo Sleuth, it's a, it's a free website that anybody in the public can use. Um, I created it as in collaboration with uh, Paul Quigley, who's a Civil War historian at Virginia Tech, and Ron Coddington, who I mentioned earlier, a Civil War photography historian and, and the editor of Military Images Magazine. Uh, and my student, Vikram Mohanty, a PhD student, is the lead developer. So basically this website allows you to do a number of cool things with Civil War photos. First of all, you can search photos. If you're looking for photos of, of an ancestor or just uh, soldiers of a particular military unit or from the state that you live in, 
uh, you can just find photos from the Civil War era. Uh, and another thing you can do is add photographs to our database. And these could be photos from your own collection, you know, ancestors, family members, collectibles, or these could be photos that are out there in other public archives that have not yet been added to our database. And the more photos we have, the more useful the site, of course, is for anyone. So uh, you're sort of helping other people out. And then the third thing you can do that's kind of our bread and butter is actually identifying unknown photographs from the Civil War era. So here you're actually being the detective and trying to figure out who these photos depict. And the site uses face recognition technology to help support that process. So walking you through an example, uh, you have a photograph that you've come across uh, of a Civil War soldier and you're not sure who it is. You add that a scan of that photo to the website and you describe what you can about it, anything you can see, any visual clues you notice, uniform details, and, you know, the rank insignia, uh, the type of clothing that the soldier is wearing, uh, if photographer's name or location is, is on the mount, all these things can be useful clues to help narrow things down. Uh, then the website analyzes the face of the photograph, detects the face, and then compares that face to the thousands of faces that are already in our reference database. Right now we have uh, somewhere around a little over 30 some thousand of these uh, Civil War photos uh, in our database. And it's looking for similar faces, and it's going to show you the search results of faces that look similar to the one that you're trying to find. But it's also going to filter based on those visual clues that you mentioned that you tagged earlier. So for example, if you noticed uh, the soldier was wearing uh, a union frock coat or, or sack coat, that's going to eliminate possible search results of Confederate soldiers. If he's wearing shoulder straps of an officer, then your search results are gonna be soldiers who were officers at some point during the war, including promotions and demotions, because we do have the full service records for all of the uh, soldiers who are in the database. So if you find a, a match that looks promising, we have uh, some tools that allow you to kind of inspect those photos carefully and ultimately reach a, a decision about whether or not you think you've got a match. If you do, you can link those photos together underneath that name. And th from there on out, other folks searching for that name will see your photo as well as uh, the original. And we're piece by piece trying to bring this, these puzzle pieces together and, and figure out uh, the names behind all these photographs. So, I mean, this, this is fascinating. Uh, do you have any really cool success stories? I mean, does this, do, I guess this is a, 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 a tough or a, sort of a critical question for a data scientist. Does it work? <laughs> That's a really important question to ask. <laughs> it's always important, right? Yeah. Um, you know, because you are, you are increasingly seeing people uh, trying to use this face recognition technology as it becomes more and more um, accessible for these types of tasks. So the question is, does it work? So the good news is that it does work. Um, and we have had hundreds of identifications uh, at this point, maybe thousands of them. And they've been in both public collections and private collections. A lot of our users are Civil War buffs. So they may have their own collections of photos that they're trying to identify. Um, but we also have lots of users who represent different cultural organizations, different museums and libraries and archives. And they want to know what's in their collections just as much as anyone so they can interpret it so they know what, what they what they have. Uh, some of my favorite stories involve uh, identifications uh, for the Library of Congress. For, 
for listeners that don't know, the Library of Congress has an amazing collection of Civil War portraits in a few different collections. Uh, we were able to use the Civil War photo sleuth site to identify um, a few different images in their collection so far. One of them uh, was a, an amazing tintype of a, uh, an assistant surgeon, uh, Francis Marion Eveleth of the 7th Maine Infantry. Beautiful image. Uh, unidentified at the time. He's wearing his uniform. Uh, it's actually tinted, just amazing detail. We were able to match that up with a, a slightly different uh, reference image, a uh, carte de visite of, of this uh, surgeon in the Maine State Archives. The fun part is, the best part is when the Library of Congress actually changes the item information to add the, the name and sort of uh, confirm your your theory. Uh, they've been very uh, supportive of us in terms of um, being responsive to the IDs that we've been proposing and, and making the changes. Uh, more recently, I just uh, wrote a column in, in the magazine about identifying another Library of Congress unknown image. This one was a glass negative. Uh, it turned out to be George Dare. He was a Lieutenant Colonel in the 5th Pennsylvania Reserves. The, uh, the other soldier I mentioned survived the war, but uh, George Dare was actually killed at the Battle of the Wilderness. We've done a bunch of other identifications as well for the New York Public Library, Massachusetts Historical Society, Ford Museum, all kinds of different places. But again, lots of private collections as well. And, and folks get just as excited, of course, about the, the photos in their own collections, maybe more so. And, you know, also not just identifications. It's not really fun to just see people finding photos of their ancestors. Uh, maybe they don't have any photos at all, but they come in and they have a name in mind. They run a search and all of a sudden they're looking into the eyes of a family member who lived 150 years ago and they never realized they could actually, you know, see what that person looked like. And I always think that, you know, you just get so many more so much more insight into who these people are by, by looking at them, the way they dress, just the look in their eyes and being able to make that connection as I experienced myself, uh, just is, is really, really powerful. Well, I, I just signed up, so I need to dig in and see if you have a picture of my bounty jumping um, ancestor who jumped the bounty twice. Um, uh. I, I come from good stock. Um, so this might be a good place for us to take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's talk about the future of this and you know, applications perhaps even beyond the Civil War, and we'll do that right here on PreserveCast. Sounds good. Hey, it's Nick here, and I want to remind you briefly that your support is what makes this podcast possible. To keep hearing important stories like this one, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and follow along on social media at PreserveCast. You can also continue supporting the podcast with a donation at PreserveCast.org. PreserveCast is sponsored by the 1772 Foundation and powered by Preservation Maryland, a nonprofit organization that believes we all succeed when we all know more about our past. This is Nick Redding. You're listening to PreserveCast. Today we're joined by Dr. Kurt Luther, um, who is the, the brains and the muse behind the Civil War photo sleuth. Uh, before we took our break, we were talking all about how this program actually works, the passion behind it, what got him interested in this, and sort of the application of computer science into history, public history, preservation, all those good things. And so... What's the what's the future of this? I mean, how long has it been around? You've talked about the success. Where do you hope that this goes? And then maybe beyond that, we'll talk a little bit about application beyond the Civil War. Because obviously, if it works for the Civil War, it could work for any other um, aspect of history and photos and all those sorts of things. So um, where are you headed with this? What's the future of Civil War photo sleuth? 
Yeah, so we uh, launched the site a couple of years ago, August of 2018. We had an event at the National Archives building in Washington, DC. So it's been around for a couple of years. We've made a lot of changes in the intervening years, adding new features, trying to be responsive to what the user community has been asking for. We actually have over 15,000 registered users on the site at this time. Uh, people have actually made accounts and, and um, been involved in the site and that's, that's super exciting. But uh, it's, it's a start, right? We wanna get many more people involved and ultimately our mission is we wanna identify every Civil War portrait that's out there be it soldier, sailor, or civilian, uh, we, wanna, we wanna solve all those mysteries. And, and that's gonna mean doing a few different things. It's gonna mean uh, we've gotta grow our reference database for sure. So we have, as I mentioned before, somewhere around 30,000 uh, photos right now, but that's a drop in the bucket. We're talking 3 million soldiers in the Civil War, participated in the Civil War, millions more civilians. Uh, we, we need as much as we can get. And so that's gonna mean more partnerships with museums and archives and libraries that increasingly are digitizing their collections. And, and many of them have Civil War photos in their collections, but they're all siloed in different places, you know, around the country and the world. So being able to, to bring those together in a centralized place where search results will bring all those things together would be really, really useful. And of course, when it comes to face recognition, you're only as good as your, as your reference database. You're not gonna find a match unless you actually have a photo that matches it in the database. We also have to grow our user community. Uh, it's again, a great start, but we wanna get lots of more folks involved. Uh, we'd love to be doing more events. You, you're probably familiar with transcribathons uh, as uh, you know, events where people go out there and host events for transcribing documents. We've, we would like to do something like that, but for photographs and identifying and adding photographs to the database, bringing people together to spend a day scanning and, and uploading and, and tagging would be super cool and super helpful. We're also adding continually new features to the site. Right now we're working on a number of different things. We wanna add support for group portraits. Uh, currently you can only uh, add a photo with one face in it and many Civil War photographs or group portraits uh, could be, you know, brothers or officers, uh, staff of a company or a regiment, and we want to support that as well. We're very interested in a project looking at uh, photographers' backdrops. They can be really um, informative as to the location where a photograph was made. Even if we don't know who the photographer is, we associate certain painted backdrops with certain locations, and that can kind of connect different soldiers together uh, and tie them to specific locations and time periods. And we're also building out some more community features. A couple of directions there are, we're trying to support some private projects where you can get a group of people together and kind of discuss a potential identification and the pros and cons before you put that out there in the world to kind of make sure uh, that you've got all the different T's crossed and I's dotted. Uh, and maybe folks will notice things that you didn't notice and, and that'll help increase the overall quality of information on the site. So there's obviously there's just like unending amounts of opportunities when it comes to all this. And the technology keeps getting better, too, I'm sure, every day. Um, and it seems to me like there would be some type of I mean, obviously, this isn't the goal, but it seems like there would be some type of commercial application of this as well. I mean, I feel like at some point and maybe that's where we can head, which is like, what are the other applications of this? It seems like an ancestry.com would want to have something like this just for 
their own, you know, users and maybe not just Civil War focused. Um, it seems like there would be applications for this for, you know, pictures of immigrants coming in through Ellis Island. And I mean, it just seems like there's so many other places where this could go. Are there other projects like out there like that? Is this being looked at by people who study different aspects of history? Because we have a lot of listeners who love the Civil War, but then there's a lot of listeners who are around the world who, you know, the American Civil War is not their thing. And they might be thinking, well, this would be a great way to do something for XYZ uh, historical period of time. What else are you seeing out there? What are the other applications for this? Yeah, for sure. So I'd, I'd say that the, the uses of this technology are, are quite broad, even within history. Uh, we do get lots of folks inquiring with us about applying the technology to other historical periods. Um, the Vietnam War, photos of, um, of the Holocaust, uh, uh, different periods in American history and world history. And uh, I'm, I'm really interested to support as many of those as I can. Unfortunately, it is uh, a lot of time and effort uh, to set up one of these sites. It requires you to do a few different things. You have to customize it for whatever domain. So if it's the American Civil War, we're talking about certain types of uniforms, certain types of metadata that we care about. There's also a community building effort. You have to get enough people together who are going to contribute to growing this site, its reference database, and actually um, you know, sustain itself. And that oftentimes means boots on the ground, going to um, giving talks and going to collectible shows and, and kind of getting the word out as best you can. Uh, and there's also tech support involved, of course. You have to be able to support this technology infrastructure and lots of people using a site uh, simultaneously. So, so far, unfortunately, we've had to say that we can't help those folks yet. We just don't have the time. We, we really don't have enough time for our own site, unfortunately. I wish I had more hours in the day. But uh, we're, we're interested to, to figure out other ways to make the technology available. There is clearly a need and, and a demand for this. We haven't seen it fulfilled yet. Uh, I have seen a couple of other examples of, I guess, computer vision or, or face recognition type technologies being applied in historical context. There's one genealogy site that lets you use computer vision and deep learning to improve or enhance a historical photograph. I think it will colorize it for you or it'll repair some of the damage. Um, Another group of sites I've seen lets you tag faces that appear in photographs that you upload uh, to, to genealogy sites, but we're not yet seeing anything that actually focuses on the face recognition to do identification work. Uh, so that's a need that that I hope we can fulfill in the future. And I guess as the technology gets more ubiquitous and easier to use and gets even better, um, the applications become even pr- more profound. So you mentioned uh, time in the day. What else, for people who are interested in your work, where can they find you? What else are you working on? What's Is Civil War Photo Sleuth take up all your time or... Uh, do you have other projects going as well? Right. Uh, so we do have other cool stuff going on. The group I lead at Virginia Tech is called the Crowd Intelligence Lab. And we have a website at crowd.cs.vt.edu. And basically, we're looking at all different applications of combining human intelligence with artificial intelligence, such as face recognition. Uh, besides uh, historic preservation, we're also looking at domains like preventing misinformation on the internet and uh, 
other types of applications. Uh, so is that of any value right now? <laughs> I hear that might be relevant. <laughs> Maybe we could do a separate podcast on that. I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, one of my f- uh, favorite recent examples was combining uh, my interest in misinformation and my interest in Civil War photo identification uh, to debunk a photograph uh, that was claiming to be uh, Joe Biden's slave holding, holding ancestor. Uh, so we, we wrote, uh, I, we, I contributed to an article in uh, Snopes uh, on that topic. So it was not his slave owning ancestor, I suppose. It was not. Um, luckily, we I was able to use Civil War photo sleuth to identify who the Civil War soldier was, and it was a completely different guy. Interesting. So these all these worlds come together. <laughs> yeah. So final question, most difficult for anyone who comes on here, uh, favorite historic place or site? Yeah, you know, it has to be Gettysburg. You know, there's... There's so much history there, the battlefield, the cemetery, the visitor center, the town, the college. It's, I love it because it's, it's the headquarters for Civil War buffs. And it's, it's the only place in America you can reliably go into the McDonald's and see somebody wearing a Civil War uniform. <laughs> well, that, that's a good answer um, and, uh, and uh, an appropriate and correct documentation of uh, what it's like to go into a McDonald's in Gettysburg. <laughs> so um, this has been a lot of fun. So cool. I feel like we just scratched the surface of this and we'll have to have you back and kind of get, get an update um, as Civil War Photo Sleuth um, continues on in its work. And I hope listeners go check out the website, register, upload some pictures, poke around there and see what it's all about. Um, Kurt, it's been so much fun. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to PreserveCast. To dig deeper into this episode's story, head over to PreserveCast.org for show notes and our collection of previous episodes. Don't forget to engage with this podcast by subscribing, commenting, and leaving a review. Follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PreserveCast for even more. PreserveCast is currently recorded in Walkersville, Maryland, and sponsored by the 1772 Foundation, and powered by Preservation Maryland. Thanks for listening and keep on preserving.